podcast is presented by Torn Curtain Collective. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode in our series called Unseen. In this series we've been discussing practical insights that we've learned to engage with what is unseen and in the spiritual realm in a way that makes a really significant difference in our lives. The topic of this podcast is quite incredible. It's really been a game changer for us both individually. It's changed our marriage and it's made a massive difference in the life of our family. Yeah, up until now, Jeff, in this series, we've talked about the spiritual realm that we live in. Today, though, we're going to talk about what goes on spiritually inside of us. It's actually quite personal. Yeah, the topic today is strongholds and wounds. And Anya, this meant so much to you that you wrote a book about some of your journey with this. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I mean, we were going through a season in our marriage, actually, when we just weren't working very well together. It was as if if anything could possibly rub us up the wrong way, it did. If we could take each other the wrong way, we did. In a sense, it wasn't anything big, but it was everything little. It was a series of endless little provocations. And it was weird because we were like, how can we love each other so much and yet at the same time feel like we've become each other's worst enemies? You were pretty determined to get to the bottom of the problem though, weren't you? Well, I knew one thing, and that is that I didn't want to spend the rest of my life, Jeff, just trying harder. I mean, I knew that I could, you know, I could, I could give it a go, but I couldn't maintain all of my good intentions, you know, to be kind or to be generous towards you or affirming or affectionate. Something fundamentally felt very broken, and I wanted that fixed. In a bit of determination, I decided I wasn't going to do anything about it unless God showed me. I wanted to come to a place where we were completely free of the angst. We wanted a God story. And so I actually started getting up (laughs) um, every morning super early. And what I did is I just opened up a notebook and I said, okay, God, I close my ears to every voice except your voice. I close my ears to the voice of the enemy, to every confusing voice, to my own random thoughts. And I choose to listen to you alone. And what I never expected, Jeff, was that he never really made it about our marriage. He went a whole lot deeper with me, and it was on a very personal level. You bought him stuff about behaviour, but he turned it around, didn't he? He made it about strongholds and wounds. Yeah, and I think this is key when it comes to the spiritual realm. You know, we have all sorts of ways of describing what's going on. But what we need is for God to tell us what's really going on. We need him to show us what he sees. For example, you know, I ask God this question, why do I wake up feeling angry every morning? (laughs) It's like, this is my default setting is angry, you know, for no good reason. And he responded to me, Anya, you call it anger, but I call it fear. And that was really surprising to me because, you know, I didn't feel fearful. It didn't make immediate sense to me. But actually, when he showed me what he meant, when he showed me what we were really dealing with, that I was operating out of a stronghold of fear, and it came out as anger, but actually at the base of it was fear, it all began to make sense. And now we actually had something we could work with. Yeah, and we have to be careful, don't we? Because we so quickly we put ourselves in a box, and we have our ways of describing things. Whatever label we might have, there's every chance that God calls it something different entirely. Yeah. Because he sees our heart, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, in our family, we have the saying that under the bad, there's always something sad. 
And that's what I found. I was turning into an outwardly horrible person. But underneath it all, God wanted to go to a root, so, you know, a lot of roots really, of yeah, sadness. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's why we talk about wounds, isn't it? Yeah, well, the way I think of it, Jeff, is that if, if you're sitting beside me and I just start randomly poking your arm, you know, poke, 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 you might turn to me and say, oh, I need to stop that, won't you? Don't be so, you know, please don't be so annoying. But if I'm doing the same thing to you and your arm actually has an open, gaping wound that's been there for years and it's festering and it's infected and I'm poking you, your response is to cry out in pain. And that's how I started to recognize something was a wound or a stronghold. My reactions were way out of proportion with yeah. the provocation. And you know, strongholds can come away, come across in other ways as well, Jeff, can't they? I often think about it in terms of it's something that feels like it's bigger than you, that you're kind of under. Yeah. Something that you wish you could be free of or something you wish you could overcome. Maybe you've prayed about it a lot, but yeah. you're not getting that, you know, you don't know what to do. But it's really taken a hold over your life. Yeah, and I think that that's really important to mention, Jeff, because no one loves living out of their woundedness or their brokenness, do they? No one loves feeling powerless to change or loves, you know, continuing on with sin in their lives, unable to overcome it. You know, it's hard going living with brokenness. It's hard going managing our brokenness. And it's hard living with the people we love who are broken. It's not an easy pathway. So for us as Christians, the goal is not simply to identify and manage our brokenness. We actually want to get to a place where we're whole again. Yeah, that's right. We're talking about a whole change in mindset, aren't we? It's important to realize that many of our more frustrating or ugly habits are not always voluntary. We struggle with them for a reason. It's as if they struggle back. Yeah. Paul wrote in his letter to Romans that the very thing I want to do, I don't do, and the things that I don't want to do, I do. Yeah. He's saying, despite my best efforts, I seem to be unable to live the way I want to. Yeah, like unable to live up to even my own expectations, hey? And we as Christians have got really good at honing in on behaviour. What you and I have found, Anya, yep. is that there's more to the story than meets the eyes. Yeah, so true. Spiritual dynamics are in play and that means the struggle is for a real reason. And that's a good thing because if we can get to the bottom of that, then we can do something about it. Yeah, and what I found was that when the Lord started addressing what was going on in me as spiritual issues rather than just behavior issues, when he started going to the root of things, suddenly we had something to work with. He identified the wounds that I carried. He showed me how they got there in the first place. He showed me how to break them, you know, break down those strongholds that had built up over the years as a result. And he led me through to the point where they were demolished, they were gone. You know, for a while, Jeff, through that process, and you know, there was one after the other that we went through, I thought maybe there was no end in sight. You know, sometimes this can feel like we're opening a can of worms. But what I found is that the Lord knows how to make short work of many years of baggage. And actually, he knows how to be thorough and to go to all the places we need to go to without dragging it out unnecessarily. Yeah, that's true. So Anya... Are you saying that it's possible to actually get past this stuff that's dogged us for years? Is it possible to be a Christian and not have to be struggling with something like that? Absolutely. It was about three weeks in as I was working through, you know, my wounds with the Lord. I had dealt with one thing after another. And it was one morning when God and I got to the end of whatever we were tackling that particular day. I remember looking up 
and it felt as if Jeff like a weight that I had been carrying for years had suddenly lifted and it was actually a weight I would never have realized I was carrying but I actually found myself saying out loud is this what it feels like to be born again Mm. it actually felt like I'd taken my first breath of spiritual air even though I'd given my heart to the Lord many years earlier and that's actually why I called my book feels like I'm breathing and you know you know it wasn't that the provocations didn't keep coming you know we're still in relationship with each other there's still little things that might provoke us they still came but the difference was that now that the wounds were gone now that I was really healed I wasn't powerless against them I could actually you know as the Bible says I could in the moment I could choose to call on the name of the Lord and be saved I could say Jesus can you help me and suddenly it was like yeah I can rise above it the provocations are not stronger than me my responses are not something I can't control what I found is I started to get much more victory in terms of my response and after a while you know Jeff the enemy gives up when he knows that there's nothing that he can send your way that can truly harm you or offend you or take you out and I think we need to talk about the enemy here don't we because the wounds don't get there by themselves strongholds aren't neutral things they really serve to empower the enemy to give him a place in our life that he can operate out of legally yeah absolutely Jeff and that's that's why when we come to Jesus it's interesting that even though he experienced the same weakness and limitations we do this really is one point of difference isn't it the devil had nothing to work with when it came to this in Jesus no wounds no strongholds Jesus says to his disciples he says the the enemy is coming and he says but he's got nothing on me yeah in other words you can tempt me you can plot against me but when it comes to my spirit as far as the devil is concerned, I am Teflon coated. Nothing stuck, no accusations, no threat. He carried around no personal woundedness. Nothing could provoke Jesus to sin or failure. He had no buttons to press. He had no strings to pull. It yeah, was incredible. Like yeah, yeah, absolutely. So in a sense, Jeff, when we deal with our woundedness, when we get rid of those buttons that can be so easily pressed or our own brokenness, what we're doing is we're denying the enemy, enemy any ability to turn us into our own worst enemy. We're taking away his legal right and we're leaving the enemy nothing to work with. In a sense, we take out his base of operations in our life, don't we? We take out his legal right to mess with us. Yeah, that's so good. Something incredible happens when we see a stronghold as having spiritual substance. It's a thing, and now the enemy can get at us. He knows how to push our buttons. It's not physical, it's spiritual. It has substance, it's real. It's not tangible, but it has very real substance. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we often thought, Jeff, didn't we, of the enemy as some, you know, kind of as someone who might, let's say, in a house, prowl around, get in through a window, um, and, and we were, you know, like a thief, and we'd get in and we'd kick him out and we'd say, no, no, you're trespassing, you don't get into my life. Yeah. But I think what we're talking about here is a different situation because there are times where the enemy doesn't come sneakily. It's like he simply knocks on the front door and we, maybe without even knowing who's on the other side, we just open the door to him maybe through a bit of sin or through something generational it's like we've given him a little foot in the door yeah that's so true um in biblical terms it would be a foothold and now he's kind of taken up residence in a particular area and then he goes on and wreaks havoc in all sorts of ways we have to realize that we've actually you know there are ways that he can get legal right to muck around now he's not trespassing someone or something has opened the door And so, you know, the privilege for us is that we also get to be the ones who get to close that door and we get to be the ones who not only take background, as we've spoken in previous podcasts, for blessing in the world around us, 
but we get to take background in our own lives too. Yeah, I, I think it's just so good that uh, God the Father, he's really looking for us to come into his presence in a blameless state. Yep. And I think that word blameless, it's, it's really interesting because it's not sinless. It's not, yep. you know, sinless perfection or anything like that. Yep. What it means is there's just nothing in us that the devil can use. Yeah. And that's what one of the things that God, God the Father is really wanting to achieve in our lives. Yeah. But the thing is, we are so good at managing our brokenness. We've become experts in that, but it's really tiring. And it's tough to have to manage the brokenness in the people we love as well. Yeah. We never get to let, it, let down our guard. We never get to relax. That's it. And so we've discovered that there's something much better than managing our wounds, and that's to be healed of them. There's one thing better than learning to live with kind of our chains, and that's to be free of them. Besides, Jeff, that's the gospel, isn't it? Jesus got up in the temple and he said, I've come to preach the good news. This is what it is. There's healing for the brokenhearted and there is freedom for captives. Yeah, the gospel is far more glorious than we first expected. Absolutely. But the real sad thing about this is that in all of this personal brokenness, it plays out in nasty ways in relationships, doesn't it? We've got this picture of the brokenness in me colliding with the brokenness in you and causing this sort of perfect storm. Absolutely. We found that the enemy sets us up to fail, then stands back and makes us feel lousy for our failures. But we're on to him now, right? So let's talk for a few minutes about how we can get free of all this and get a God story. Yeah, because every Christian should have a testimony like this, shouldn't we, Jeff? Yeah, it's not just that Jesus saved us from our sins, but that he broke the power of it as yeah. well. He freed us from the grip of it. That's good. Okay, we can say, like Paul in Romans said, sin has no more dominion over me. We really want that to be true for everyone listening to this podcast. So, Anya, how might we go about that? Yeah, well, as we mentioned, we, we start by closing our ears to every confusing voice and we declare that we're listening only to the Holy Spirit. We need him to show us stuff that we can't work out on our own. So he gets to draw the dots where we wouldn't think of drawing them. And then we tell him the issue. We say, Lord, can you give us a name? Can you give us a word or a picture? Something that gives us a clue that identifies the stronghold we're working with. Yeah, so let's say there's a stronghold of fear or lust or grief or whatever. We would say, in the name of Jesus, I acknowledge the stronghold of grief in my life. I bring it out into the light. It brings us to 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 5. This verse informs our thinking because it gives language to what we're talking about. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Yeah, and there's a few spiritual tools that we can use to weaken a stronghold, aren't there, Jeff? Yeah, that's right. Um, And we particularly focus on forgiveness and we particularly focus on the Word of God. And we ask the Holy Spirit to show us, when did this thing get started? How did it get into my life? And as he brings to mind situations and moments, we apply forgiveness. Yeah, and one of the most stunning revelations for us was that we don't actually have to, you know, kind of dredge up forgiveness from within ourselves for the stuff that's happened in our lives. And, uh, but, you know, because, you know, you can, you can do that and just go, well, did I really mean it? Did it, you know, did that really work? Yeah, but what we found right. is, 
you know, if we can come into the Lord's presence, we come into the heavenlies and in the heavenlies there's all of these resources. And I just believe when Jesus died, it's like a whole river of forgiveness was released and there is ample forgiveness in the heavenlies. And and so what we tend to do, Jeff, is we say, Lord, I come into your presence and I take from your forgiveness. I take a great measure of your forgiveness and I bring it to the situation. I wash that situation in it. So actually, in a, in a sense, we're just standing between heaven and earth and cleaning yeah, up the right, past, right. but we're using forgiveness from outside ourselves and it's incredibly powerful. Now, I remember when I was dealing with one of the darkest parts of my life, you know, I wanted it gone, and but I just realized I had so many people to forgive. The picture I had in my mind was, I've got a little bit of forgiveness in my back pocket, but it wasn't enough to get the job done. And the Lord just directed me and showed me this immense quantity of forgiveness available. And I laid hold of it. You know, I was dealing with people who had purposely tried to corrupt me and they'd succeeded. It was such a shock. I was so full of joy, lavishing this forgiveness all around. It was a moment I'll never forget. Yeah, it's amazing, Jeff, isn't it? You can't be over generous with this. There's just plenty of forgiveness when we're taking Christ's yeah, forgiveness never runs and applying out. It's it. So good. Yeah, 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 you kind of get to be a little bit um, lavish about it. That's right. I mean, the enemy would love us to grovel for years, wouldn't he? He'd love us to feel like we're constantly dirty, like we're our own worst enemy. But actually, we can come as people and bathe in forgiveness. We can bathe the whole of our history in forgiveness. We're essentially washing our history clean, aren't we? We get to go back and annul the power of what has happened and we deny the enemy a foothold any longer. Back to our picture of the house, we are closing and securing the doors, the windows. We're saying we don't let, we don't give the enemy a foothold. We're weakening his legal right. And then when we get a sense that we've brought forgiveness to, you know, all the, the people and the places that the Holy Spirit has highlighted to us in this process, we just move on. And our second tool is the Word of God. That's right. The Bible says that the Word of God is powerful for the breaking down of strongholds. Yep. Remember, we talked about how we would ask the Holy Spirit, what is its name? And, and then we would take that name and use that to say, okay, let's find verses, declare those verses out against this stronghold. And Anya, our favorite bit is finishing it all off, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, just to finish off these breaking down of strongholds and the healing of wounds, we come to what Jesus said when he was on the cross and he's, he actually declares, it is finished. And in doing that, he actually brought something to a close. And so we just do something very, very similar. We finish this by saying, in Jesus' name, I break down the stronghold of whatever it might be in my life. Can you quickly talk to us about walking in healing? I mean, what happens next? What happens after you've broken something down? Well, actually, Jeff, I think you are the best one to tell us about that. Why don't you share with us a little story about what happened oh. when, uh, when uh, God got to the bottom of something in your life, yeah? Oh, sure. We'd been doing these strongholds and working through that with the Lord for a while. But I realized I was com uh, there was something holding me back from expressing myself on an emotional level. It was, and it was really in the family sort of situation. I could talk facts. I felt things very deeply and passionately. It's just when I tried to communicate what I was thinking, it, it, it sort of came out a bit dull and flat. And it's part of a bigger story, a really interesting story, but I'm just gonna cut to the chase. When God dealt with it, it was just, it seemed to come from the most deep place and be so heart-wrenching and horrible as it came out. And, uh, but what a relief to just have this thing gone. It, it felt like it was nearly part of me just coming out. <laughs> it's kind of funny, a couple of weeks later, I was just riding along on my bike and this, and this bus cut me off and it just felt really nasty. And I couldn't believe it, but I, I just kind of exploded and I hit the bus and I yelled obscenities at the driver and I just completely went out of my brain at this guy. I came home to Anya and I thought, what on earth was that going on? I'm losing my mind, I've snapped. 
as we tried to sort it out, as we tried to figure it out, we, we realised what was happening. Yeah, up till then, um, you'd always been, you know, Mr. Steady, Mr. Nice Guy. I mean, I used to call you my rock because nothing ever bothered you, nothing upset you. But the only thing was nothing kind of excited you either, or at least showed, you know. And it, it felt like nothing got you wild, nothing got you mad, even the bad stuff. And suddenly we realised all that feeling that had been so real and so inside of you it was all free to come out now and um, we had to work out what to do with it all um it was great it was like okay you're free now let's let, let the lord do his thing and shape you back into the real jeff he created you to be and you know how do we now express our heart and express our emotion in yeah, powerful yeah. and tender ways but ways that are you know not only the real you but healthy you when we've had a lifetime of perhaps operating in a broken way we don't even know what normal feels like anymore and you got to get used to the the new you as it were yeah, the yeah, new yeah, you. Yeah, exactly right. yeah yeah so we know that everyone you know will have a, a very personal experience of inner healing and deliverance can look different for each person but we just wanted to share a few of our stories with you yeah, I mean, there's definitely times when God does a deep and nearly instantaneous healing work in someone. And we've heard lots of those stories over the years. Or, you know, where the, where the Lord really kind of just, just sorts them out in a particularly sacred moment and a particularly kind of um, instant moment and sets them free from the chains and the hurt they've carried. And we are all for that. But for us, Jeff, most of, mostly our experience has been, it's been a bit of both. And it, it's been more yeah. of a process for us. Yeah. Maybe it's not instantaneous, but certainly in our lives, we've found that in an hour or two of the Holy Spirit leading us in prayer to, to really sort out and, cl and cleanse our history and um, break down these strongholds, um, that has resulted in this weight we've been carrying for decades, you know, being absolutely lifted. I like what you wrote at the end of your book, Anya. Yeah, I was just reflecting on, you know, this journey with God. And, and I wrote this, I, you know, as I, at the end of my journals, I wrote, when I read these journals, I can barely recognize the woman who wrote them. Yes, it's me, but the real me only got to emerge when the pain was gone. I smile when I read it all now because the reality is I was broken, now I'm not. I was hurting, now I'm not. I was powerless, now I'm not. I got my God story. You know, I guess that's what we're after, isn't it? We're yeah, after be so true before that's and so after good. stories. Yeah,